Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. I find it disconcerting. There will be an appropriate time and a place to review policy. What does this rapporteur even do? The liberals and conservatives want to play a political game and score points. I think it's pretty self-explanatory. You're actually sharing half of the story. Lies, 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 yeah! Let's get to the uh, bottom of the matter, and we do that Tuesdays and Thursdays when we chat with Mr. Tom Korski, Managing Editor of Black Locks Reporter. Good morning, Tom. Hi, Alex. You excited? Sam Cooper's going to be uh, testifying oh, today. Oh, that's right. He is testifying. Yeah. Yes, that's right. You don't want to miss that. Oh, no. Remember, it's. I don't think he'll take kindly to people uh, calling him a liar and uh, mocking his reporting, because he'll be able to lay it all out today. So, yeah, he's uh, 11 o'clock. Well, there's one uh, Chinese um, uh, embassy employee who had to get on a plane and flee the country based on that reporting. So I think we can, I, I think we've moved beyond, you know, whether the, the reporting is solid. Mm, I mean, maybe. Just yeah. Ask Jiang Wei, you'd have to call a Beijing directory to get him. They had to kick him out of the country. It hasn't happened since 2018. That was a big deal. Yeah, and um, I'm not sure why more aren't going with them, but uh, maybe we'll stay tuned. Uh, meanwhile, lots of things going on. Uh, this story blew up yesterday, and not because it was a fake story, as a lot of people are now calling it. It was um, Democracy Watch. You know, they sent out this press statement uh, of the RCMP investigating, um, you know, the, the Trudeau government over, I guess, obstruction. And then, of course, um, by the end of the day, no, there's no investigation. I, don't, I, I can't figure out if it's incompetence from the RCMP, if they're kind of cover something up. But the story went away, and now it's just fake news. Well, the letter was very plain. It was written by the Maoris, and it was signed by the Maoris on Maoris' letterhead. And it said an investigation is ongoing. A couple of things that were striking about that. One was, it, it, it has been five years. You, you don't need Hercule Perot to connect the dots on SNC-Lavalin and Cabinet's dealings. It's been a matter of sworn testimony. There were uh, how many? four people resigned or were fired. It was a big deal. The other thing was, I, I, you know, there was not a lot of reflection in this town on the aftermath of Lavalin, but there was, for instance, in international reports of a group called Transparency International that mm -hmm. corruption. And, and they mentioned Lavalin. There are people outside of Canada and other lands who noticed Lavalin more than some people in Ottawa did and said, well, you guys have a corruption problem. My other takeaway was uh, I, I found the Lavalin business quite, uh, frankly, jarring. I mean, the implication was that prison is only for poor people and suckers in small business. It was that raw. If you're a big company and you have big friends and you can afford to pay a quarter billion dollar fine or plead it out, but you know just who to call in the Department of Justice, you don't have to go to prison. doesn't matter if you plead guilty to fraud or influence peddling, illegal campaign contributions, bribery. That all, that's the Lavalin story. 
poor poor people go to prison. Small business people go to prison. Big, the big people don't go to prison in our country. That was the takeaway. It, it was that rough. Yeah, it's interesting because I'm going to have Paul Polango on on the other side of the break, and he knows an awful lot about the RCMP and some of the tactics, and he's got plenty to say about this. Um, but, you know, stay tuned on this one. Um, but it certainly, there was lots to talk about. I just wonder, like, how the hell long does it take the RCMP to investigate anything? And this is why I don't want them investigating interference, because oh, no, oh, no, no. the leadership there does not suggest uh, a lot of confidence. No, their their white crime, their white collar crime division is is it's just sad. It's just, I mean, they never saw a, a evidence of a crime in Briex, the mining fraud. I mean, that's the the <laughs> yeah. Maldives, They're just not good at this. They're, 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 this, if it's beyond handing out tickets on the highway, they're just not going to get it. I'm sorry, that's that's my two cents. There you go. Um, I think this is interesting. You know, a lot is made, certainly by Jagmeet Singh, about, you know, big companies, you know, Loblaws making all this money gouging customers on, um, you know, with the inflation and, and jacking up the costs of food. But there is no evidence to suggest that's happening. Yes, costs are going up, but the Bank of Canada researched it and said, yeah, they're not taking it. Budget officer has said that. A fellow by the name of uh, Professor Charlebois, the food professor, famous mm-hmm. director of the Dalhousie Food Lab, has said there's no evidence of it. So we always say in the newsroom, for every extraordinary claim, you must find extraordinary evidence. You're right. The New Democrat leadership has said for well, a year, greedflation was the phrase they coined, that there were corporations taking advantage of consumers. And there, everyone who's looked at that has said uh, there's no evidence of markups. Of course, everything is going up because everything's going up. But that's not profiteering. And Mr. Singh, he's, he'll do it again today. We'll go into the House of Commons and allege profiteering by corporations. Bank of Canada says they looked. We don't see it. Don't let the facts get in the way of a good story, Tom. Well, this is the thing. This is the thing about when you ha- have to look for evidence. I agree. Who's going to go to bad for grocers, right? Let, let, let's just <laughs> right. There's four grocery chains in the uh, chains in this. Kind of, I can't go to a grocery store without my blood pressure going up. Mm-hmm. I don't know how people with a bunch of kids still at home do it. Where you know you, you get those grown boys eating four thousand calories a day. I don't know mm-hmm. how people are doing it. Oh, I don't either. And and so, of course, no one's going to bat for Loblaw companies. Having said that, if you're going to allege profiteering, you must prove profiteering. And Bank of Canada, budget officer, and a food economist say they don't see it. Yeah. It's amazing that the government wants to clean up all the dis and misinformation, and yet it is politicians who are the biggest creator of it. I don't know. Like, I can't square that. It's just, okay, you guys have to lead by example. They just, uh, they don't. Well, it's politics, right? I mean, it's yin and yang, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it is. Meanwhile, millions of unsafe vehicles on Canadian roads because there was this Uh gap in the regulations. And so I guess the Department of Transport is going to have to explain. So we're talking there could be 6.6 million unsafe vehicles. That's one in five cars, and the the owners don't even know about it? That's crazy. It is. Transport Department figures. Those are safety safety recalls. And they say that there are a lot of recall notices, uh, bizarrely, that never get to drivers. And so they want to mandate that uh, automakers will have to post these on their websites in a keyword searchable format. So that the next time you go to buy a used car, 
you could go to the company website, do a, do a search, and you will see the entire history of auto recalls. You say, well, I'm sorry, we haven't, we didn't do that in 1995 when they invented the internet. Well, we didn't. And there, uh, this is the Department of Transport. Talk about pretty rough language. Regulatory notice saying, yeah, there could be lives at stake because there's people, unwitting drivers, who are going around and, as you point out, Alex, almost 7 million vehicles that are the subject of safety recalls and, and the drivers don't know. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> That's a wow. Oh, like, yeah. So how do, you, how do you put the toothpaste, toothpaste back in this tube? Yeah. And, like, and are they so going to notify these people? Like your, your car could b- burn up, and and you know if you put the left turning signal on, <laughs> like if they didn't of, mention anything. Uh, yeah, part of the core function of the Department of Transport. But you know, Rome wasn't built in today, Alex. They're just they're getting around to it now. <laughs> oh boy! Uh, and then you got good old Governor General Mary Simon. Um, Twenty five thousand liters of fuel uh, she burned to go and deliver a climate change speech in Finland. Um, and I'll never understood this. I'll never understand this. Why, why couldn't she approach? She's almost becoming like Meghan Merkel. Isn't that like interesting? Very, un- very yeah. unpopular. <laughs> Everyone loved her. And then it's like, oh, what? I love those figures. As Dan Alba's conservative MP requested that data, I wanted to know how much fuel was burned by people taking the Challenger jet, the government jet, RCAF crew. And sure enough, Governor General Simon flew to Finland last February to give a speech at a climate change conference. And, and it, was, it was a hell of a speech. Oh, I bet the beef wellington is great. Mm-hmm. the planet is at risk. What about the melting ice? I mean, it would bring tears to your eyes. And she burned through about 26,000 liters of fuel. We figured it out. It was enough carbon emissions for 25 families who drove the family car all year long. So Mary could attend the climate change conference. I love these people. They're like television evangelists who have Internet girlfriends, except when those (laughs) guys get caught. I mean, they usually go on TV and cry when the climate changers with the big emissions, with a big carbon footprint get caught they never there's never a mea culpa there's never boy maybe i could have called it in maybe i could have done this by zoom i've never figured it out and i never will uh, but i'll tell you you should have heard mary's speech on climate change oh it would have frightened small children it was really yeah. up. she was really upset on the way back to the airport lounge yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, she's uh, nonetheless, don't worry, they've already terrorized the children of the last couple of generations, so they're never going to recover. Um, but here we are. All right, look, you got four minutes to get your popcorn and we'll chat again. <laughs> Thank you, Alex. Enjoy. All righty, that is uh, Tom Korski, and we will chat with him again on Thursday. They do certainly get uh, a lot of the fine print that we don't ever hear about.